He's like, oh, come on, Jamie. Let me make it up to you. Come on. What do you want please, for Christmas? Ja- Jamie, please. please. Uh, hey. He's like, you weren't there for my karate for when I got my yellow belt. He's like, but I was there for the blue. <laughs> or was it the purple? <laughs> I don't remember. Holy crap. We should watch that. I can't even hear myself recording. Bumble <laughs> in the in the podcast. Happy holidays, Real Critics. Welcome to Everyone's a Real Critic. I'm Jose Garcia Chow. And here with my co-host, John Wolf, we take a look at movies that have a 20% difference between the audience and the critic scores on Rotten Tomatoes. Today, we are dropping a special holiday pod in case you need to, you know, listen to something on your on your ride to the airport. Everybody's traveling for the holidays. So good way to keep distracted. Just listen to your favorite podcast, you know. Yeah, share it with your family. Let them listen to it. Share with your family, share with your friends. As always, we, The Real Critics, give you our thoughts on the movies. We break down critic scores and the audience scores, and we wrap them up with our overall score of the movie. But, you know, we try to keep it fun and light because at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter. Everyone's a real critic. Uh, We appreciate the support you guys have been giving us recently, especially on the socials, at EARC pod. And around here, we're trying to keep it festive. That's why we're dropping this bonus pot. Uh, today, we're going to talk about one of the most polarizing holiday films, John. That's right. Jingle All the Way. Yeah. <laughs> and in addition to Jingle All the Way, we're going to, you know, we have a little, some festive stuff we're going to talk about. We'll have a few presents for you guys. So as always, you know, we start the pod. We like to listen to, uh, we like to talk about what we've been watching, try to keep it current. So without further ado, John Wolf. How you doing today, my friend? Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Yeah, happy holidays, man. This is great. I mean, we're, <laughs> we're talking to each other on a, such a festive season. Yeah, so this week, uh, so I watched a couple things. I think last week, uh, I also noticed that a lot of the times when we do what we've been watching, it's usually TV shows. That's not intentional, but sometimes, you know, like it's a little bit easier to binge a TV show during the week than to sometimes just pop in a movie really quick. Which is strange to say because most movies are shorter than the amount of time that I would binge a television show. Anyway, that was a lot. That was a, a slight. It's episodic, tangent. you know. It's it's episodic, yeah, so it's easy it's, to fall into. Yeah, and honestly, there haven't been that many good movies out recently that I would want to watch. There haven't. Mm-hmm. I'm also on like a TV freeze right now. I like can't find anything that's really speaking yeah. to me. Anyway. So what did That's I watch? That's that content hunt, you know? I'm on the hunt, man. It's oversaturated. I'm a content so hunt right now. You know, yeah. It's just an oversaturated market. It's John, how much are you scrolling? Out. Are you just scrolling through your apps? Just like yeah. opening up Netflix Dude, and being like, no, no, no. No, no. You got to have go a good picture. You, you got to have a good thumbnail. You got to have <laughs> a catchy, like something about it's got to stand out. The Rock's yeah. got to be in it. Vin Diesel's got to be in it. That's an automatic click. I'll of course, watch it. of course. Yeah. But John, you know, like um, what you watch in our segment, it's not just movies, it's TV. Oh, no, yeah, it's TV. It's, you watch oh, YouTube? Are you my in the na- YouTubes? Yeah, my neighbors through a telescope. Um, no, so I was watching, of course, of course. I did watch The Great on Hulu. Watch that. Are you familiar with no. that show? It is, um, it's a really good show, actually. Elle Fanning, Catherine the Great is uh pinned against uh peter the great uh she sort of overthrows him and it's actually nicholas holt plays uh peter the great there's a couple other famous people in there too 
it's a satirical take on history. It's not really true at all. It's funny. It's well-written. It's quippy. It's fun. I was, so season two just finished it. It was good, but it wasn't as good as season one. I kind of felt like I watched the same season all over again. I don't want to give any spoils, but well, I guess I kind of did with Catherine the Great Overthrows peter but it's sort of like i think, all I think happened. history already spoiled that for, for yeah us, if, you, so. if, if i spoil that for you read a book yeah. so <laughs> it, it was all right but i also watched a show that is a little bit more on the opposite end of that so i would say the great still fits within what we've been talking about lately lighthearted fun as lighthearted i guess as it can be there is a lot of sex scenes in that so i wouldn't suggest watching with your parents but if you're into that go for it the other show I watched was Midnight Mass on Netflix. Have you seen it? No. Have you heard of it? Honestly, nothing. No. Dude, I think, <laughs> I think this one might be. I can do reality. a quick Google. No, but, it's okay. Don't, tell me don't what it's about. about it. No, I, I'm going to tell you what it's about. This one I found very interesting, and I think you would too. So it is if you are a devout Christian or you participate in Christianity, you may find this show a bit troublesome so i will let you know that i wouldn't check that out if if you are someone that enjoys christianity um which is totally fine this movie is an interesting yeah, take if someone that totally that. enjoys christianity <laughs> that's if you me, are you know just a, a blood just red-blooded american christian dude you know hey, like i think give me so- some of that hot hot christianity action <laughs> there's definitely a lot of that in the show but i will say if you are faithful that is totally fine i respect that if you are a priest you should definitely not watch the show though <laughs> um it is pretty much like a, a take on christianity small town no one can get out and a priest comes in who has an encounter with an angel and the angel blesses him with at the time appears to be sort of eternal life going back to the form of where he was his best self. And in that sort of creates more of a cult following uh, towards the religion of Christianity. And so it really tells the religion as a death cult uh, in which it becomes, uh, and it's quite frightening, uh, but pretty interesting. I think that. Isn't religion just a death cult, John? And people murder for Christianity all the time. You're getting it. You're getting the show and that uh-huh. sometimes if you take any belief to the extreme, it's mm-hmm. never a good thing. You know, you can it's justify any action for a higher power. You know what I mean? So you absolutely I would love could. that sounds great. The guy who plays um, a priest is a phenomenal actor. I think like super under the under the table. Like I think he should definitely get some more like under uh, the radar. work out of this. Yeah. Under the under the radar for sure. And it's got Matt Saracen for Friday Night Light. So if you're a fan, check it out. I, w- I think I will check this out. That sounds cool. Yeah, and you know what? There's nothing better during Christmas than criticizing Christianity. So um, happy be day. I haven't really, you know, I, I agree with you too, John. Like it's, I've been having trouble finding something to watch as well. In fact, like I haven't really been watching anything. I'm in the same boat you are. But I found some recent inspiration recently when I heard that the Wheel of Time series came out on Amazon and it inspired me to like read the book. So I went out and I got the first book and dude, I I read the whole thing in like two weeks. It's, it's so good. So I kind of did it in anticipation of watching the show. I've always wanted to read this, but I've always 
been discouraged because there's 15 books in this series. So I'm in, I'm excited to read a couple more and then I'll like watch the first season and compare them, you know, but it's a lot of fun. It's like high fantasy. Can't really put it down. I recommend it for anybody who loves like Lord of the Rings. It's it's like Lord of the Rings, but it's a little bit easier to digest, a little easier to swallow. And I think that it's like uh, it's like fit for the big screen. It can definitely be cinematic. It's got a lot of exciting and like interesting characters. And there's a lot of similarities, like I said, that can be drawn between like Wheel of Time and uh, Lord of the Rings. So when I eventually watch the show, I will come back with a opinion on the adaptation. Okay, you know, that's sort of what we're watching now. Before we get into the movie, let's talk about some of our favorite holiday movies. And I will preface this by saying Jingle All the Way did not make my list. I don't think it made yours either. So I will say then, if, if that's not on either of our lists, we must uh-huh. have pretty rocking lists. Great. Yeah. All right. You I mean, go first? Um, you I go think one we're to one. Let's go one to one. But let's also preface this a little bit by saying that you and I have spent a lot of the holidays together. Sure. You know, yeah. we spent a lot of uh, we, we know how to get into the Christmas spirit. Mm-hmm. So I will say John and I have watched a lot of holiday movies together <laughs> over the yeah. years. Yeah. So, yeah, let's go one to one. John, what's your what's your number one? My first one. Drum roll. I'll comp it in. What was it? Die Hard. Heard of it? It's a little a little movie called Die yeah. Hard. Yeah. You know, uh, for those that aren't familiar it is a Christmas movie um, by Bruce Willis, who plays Santa Claus and kills a bunch of Russians. Um, There's no controversy here. It is a Christmas movie, and it is yeah. the best Christmas movie because John <laughs> Die Hard is my number one Christmas movie as well. Love it. I also want to retract my statement about Russians, and they are uh, <laughs> Germans, right? They're um, European, Eastern European. European. Yeah, they're Eastern. (laughs) Okay. Eastern. No surprise. Hans Gruber. Does that sound like a German name to you? Hans? Sounds almost like that's a from like Norway. It could be. It's just European. Like Hans Gruber. They're like, yo, what is the (laughs) most just generic, not American name from Mm -hmm. over there that you can think of? They just pointed (laughs) over there. Yeah. approximately uh over there i like to think that the people that wrote that like they were like oh, just pick a map and we'll find out where the bad guys are from i'll name i'm really good at names okay <laughs> you point you point anywhere on the map and uh-huh. i'll give you a name from over there all right and the guy like swirled his finger or spun the globe i like that he spun the globe right he just like <laughs> slams it. his finger in there <laughs> and it's probably on top of let's be honest something like egypt or Lebanon or something. And the guy's like, mm, okay. Hans Gruber. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. Number two. Number two for me. Okay. Elf. Elf is a Christmas classic. You can't be. I, I can totally watch that movie a thousand times in a row. Mm-hmm. I completely agree with you. Um, I'm What's excited to watch it again here in the next yeah. few days. Yeah. I'm definitely going to watch all three of our movies on our list. Oh, uh, in the next few days. So already, but my number two, the Santa Claus. Oh, a little change up, huh? Okay, mm-hmm. that was a great movie. Love I just movie. think it's hilarious. When was the last the whole time you've seen that movie? Contract thing. I think I saw it last year for Christmas. Okay, 
Is it's just like, oh, we're in a bit of a pickle. You have to get married. Oh, no, that's the Santa Claus too. <laughs> that's number two, yeah. <laughs> Dang it. I might have to change my answer to the Santa Claus 2. No, that's wrong. Uh-huh. All right, well, I'll give my third. My number three is the Santa Claus. And I'll tell you why. It, wait, are you talking about the same movie that I'm yeah, talking about? the same one. Because it's Claus, not like Santa Claus. <laughs> Santa Claus. Yeah, Santa Claus. Like Claus, like oh, the legal yeah, term. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's like an E at the end go. of uh, Are you sure? Santa Claus, because this is illegal. It's 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 literally uh, in the Santa contract. Claus. Con- it's the oh, clause. The Santa Claus clause. I see what you did there. You know, I never put two and two together. But uh, That's the name of the movie. That is the name of the movie. The Clause of Santa. Um, addendum. See Addendum But it's Santa. not the Santa Claus like no. the scary movie with no, you know Santa right. Claus with like big mm. fingernails. Oh, that would be something too, huh? Let's write it. It doesn't actually exist, but you know I'm halfway mm. through the screenplay. Yeah, we could do it. Like a <laughs> horror movie, huh? It's like uh, Krampus, but yeah, it's a Santa like you've never seen more. before. Give me more. Give me more. Give me okay. some cops. The Santa Claus W S mm-hmm. um, is a movie that explores the ramifications of Santa Claus murdering Krampus. And um, yeah, the guilt racks him so hard because, you know, he, he believes he's he's not capable of evil. Sure. Um, But then he, you know, he commits an atrocity. So the guilt turns him into a monster of his own. And so they call him the Santa Claus and he comes for naughty children because somebody had to replace Krampus. Right. Wow. You know? Mm-hmm. Wow. I, I, hey, I'm, I'm in. I'm working on the log line, but that's my pitch. Yeah, sure. Yeah. We could we should put it on Quibi. Um, the reason <laughs> I really it, like... there's probably only 15 good minutes of material <laughs> in the whole thing. <laughs> so it'd be perfect for Quibi. <laughs> if only Quibi lasted 15 minutes, that would have been cool. Um, <laughs> the reason I like the Santa Claus is because I've been watching it since I was a kid, and actually I've loved it ever since the first moment I, I, I laid eyes on it and I probably binge watched it multiple times. My mom always tells this story. When I was a kid, we went to the mall and it was after I'd binge watched the Santa Claus and I was not old enough to remember this memory, but we're walking around the mall and I'm just reciting lines from the movie because there's so many quotable lines. And we're walking through like a bit of a busier section and some lady looks at me, other lady, not my mom looks at me. She goes, Oh, Merry Christmas to me or whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't know. She was trying to pick me up or whatever. Whatever. Not, not She's like mom. cute kid. Yeah. I want him. Um, <laughs> and uh, I was, he looked just... great under my Christmas tree. <laughs> she, uh, <laughs> she said that. And I responded, uh, thanks. And in the morning, I'm getting a cat scan. <laughs> Do you remember that line from the movie? Where uh, he can't believe he's Santa Claus and he's in the sleigh and he's like pulling off into the moon. And he's like, man, I, Merry Christmas to all. And in the morning, I'm getting the cat scan. And the lady was <laughs> frightened. She like looked at my mom and she just, she, you could tell her heart sank. She was, I'm so sorry. That's like, so funny. Know. But you just, you just knew the, the quote from the movie. Just knew the quote from the movie. Yeah. My mom was yeah. embarrassed as I would Holy, be that's well. so funny. Mm-hmm. So how old were you when you realized how funny it was that the premise of the movie is if you murder Santa, you have to put on the red suit 
and become Santa. I'm uh, right now years old. Because Tim Allen murders Santa on accident. He falls off his roof. But did and he a business him? card shows up? It was yeah. More doesn't like, he, he doesn't he scare the guy? Does and he? then like Santa, what a what an amateur Santa yeah, in that movie. He would think. He's just like whoa whoa I lost my footing on a roof Santa. I feel like there's magic that prevents Santa from falling off a roof. There's definitely something. There. First of all, yeah, I think he might have um, been hitting the eight nug. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, I think why the Santa Claus two is even funnier though is that it's like account you have to get married there's a countdown for him to get married like, so like like cinderella <laughs> yeah it's like santa if you're not santa by this date you're not gonna be santa i mean if you're not married by this date you're not gonna be santa anymore and so he's like oh god i gotta go find me a wife <laughs> <laughs> and it's like this the second the first woman he meets <laughs> hey look and he times. doesn't even tell her he's like he's like oh by the way i know we just spent the past like two weeks falling in love but also i'm fucking santa claus and i've lost an incredible amount of weight in the two weeks that you've known me because remember he's like reverse benjamin buttoning yeah. or he is benjamin buttoning he's like getting younger and like skinnier. In- intermittent fasting i think that's, that's <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly he was just like i'm on keto well, is the third one? I, we're spending way too much time on the Santa Claus. You know what's interesting, John? Neither one of us have any Harry Potter movies on here. You know, I thought about that. I did. I just it, thought about that. I thought about that, but I uh, I think these ones uh, take the cake. What was your third? You never gave us your, th- your third. Oh, my third was Elf. Oh. So, <laughs> so we have the same three movies. <laughs> Which is hilarious. Which is so... <laughs> funny and it's funny too because that movie's just so quotable everything's quotable obviously jingle all the way didn't make any of our lists but i will say it is still like a famous holiday movie in fact i don't know if you're gonna believe this or not but i spent some time on the internet i've been there before and i found a website that had a map of every state's favorite christmas movie so i went through i spent some time looking at it all right believe it or not jingle all the way nine states favorite movie oregon minnesota minnesota makes sense because it appears that the movie is filmed there in mall of america and everything wisconsin oklahoma mississippi north carolina delaware connecticut and maine how about that huh the most watched movie wow home alone 13 states and the least is home alone three in alaska they must really like that one. Does he get lost in Alaska in that one? It's a different kid in Home Alone 3. Uh, it's not Macaulay Culkin. Yikes. I like that movie, actually. Home Alone 3, not bad. It's not bad, guys. <laughs> Look for something that's just okay. <laughs> listen, sure, listen. I know maybe the lack of Culkin is going to push you away from that movie. But trust yeah. me, don't let it. it's good. It's yeah. good. My sister and I actually watched this movie a lot growing up. It was the only one that we had on VHS. So we the turned Home it on Alone all the time. We didn't have Home Alone 1 or 2. What's a better adaption of a like main character just getting subbed out in the middle of a movie franchise? Is it my guy, Macaulay? <laughs> Macaulay Culkin. Macaulay Culkin. Yeah. Can you say it five times faster? Macaulay Culkin, Macaulay Culkin, Macaulay Culkin, Macaulay Culkin. Is it him? In Home Alone 3 or Jeremy Renner in uh, the Bourne movies. Or Don Cheadle and um, Terrence Howard. Howard. Yeah. 
Yikes. <laughs> probably that's probably the best one. Yeah. Uh, or Johnny Depp and Mads Mickelson. Ooh. For Fantastic yeah. Beasts. FB3 trailer just dropped uh-huh. recently. If you haven't This is probably uh, the one I'm most excited about because the, the FB3 is bad. Well, it can't it be just worse, like right? Well, I saw Jessica Williams in there and I was like, mm-hmm. I'm in for that, you know. Yeah. And uh She's no Jessica Williams yeah. though. Go listen to our friends at Mugglecast. They did a whole they did a whole podcast on it, guys. Yeah, you should check out Mugglecast. Uh, they are the Harry Potter authority and all things Harry Potter. Uh, they did have been for years cool, too, for a long time. They did a really cool, uh, like instant, a live instant pod reaction uh, for all their fans. So if you missed it, shame on you. It was free for you. Um, catch but definitely the check one. it out. Yeah, catch the next one. Mugglecast. They release on Mondays. Great pod. We love them. Friends of the show. Anyway, speaking of movies in anticipation why don't we just get into uh the movie we're talking about today how about that huh dude spent, it's about time spent i plenty think plenty of time talking about other stuff we might as well get into this one huh? <laughs> <laughs> so the movie jingle all the way i'll give you a little overview here okay see if this sounds familiar for a christmas movie workaholic howard langston arnold schwarzenegger wants to make things up to his son jamie jake lloyd and wife liz rita wilson He promises to get Jamie the hottest toy of the season, Turbo Man, even though it's Christmas Eve and the toy is practically sold out. As Langston hunts down the elusive gift, he runs into mailman Myron Sinbad, another father on the same quest. With the clock winding down, Langston's moral code is tested as he starts to learn the real meaning of Christmas. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, so this uh, this movie, so I will also say this is the first movie we've reviewed that it seems that both scores are under 50%, and somehow there's a 20% difference. Uh, so that's exciting for us. So the critic score, 17%, audience score, 38%. Movie was released in 1998, and this movie has a lot of 1998 in it part of it maybe maybe the plot i know i asked you if that was familiar uh what do you think yeah john a lot i feel like a lot of these christmas movies started like busting out in the 90s right a lot of these like with a lot of the same tropes Mm -hmm. right uh Mm -hmm. uh for like the deadbeat dad who needs to make it home for christmas to save his relationship with his kid Ah. you know that's the basic premise of this movie how many christmas movies do you think (laughs) have that same premise you know i mean shoot the show hawkeye is still doing it jack frost yeah which is jack a hilarious frost. movie too Great movie. jack frost is kind of weird it, oh my god definitely super weird yeah. that might have to be we might need to talk about that next year. i think we should <laughs> to get murdered yeah. and then appear as a snowman is murdered. and the snowman looks nothing like uh uh dude it's uh, michael keaton in that movie uh, could have been batman michael keaton is in that movie and ah! a fact i know about I don't know, man. It, it's kind of close. The resemblance. We'll put. We'll, we'll, it was supposed to be George Clooney. Oh, is who I they see modeled a lot it after George Clooney in there. We should post it. <laughs> I don't on, see uh, either of them. <laughs> I think we should post it on Instagram, and uh, well, definitely you guys let us know which one you see more of. I think it's George. It looks Clooney. nothing like a person at I all. I think they stuck it. I think they stuck it to Michael Keaton and made Jack Frost face George Clooney. I think that was a, a spite by the behind the scenes folks maybe <laughs> so obviously that's a big trope the dad who needs to make it home for christmas to save his relationship for his kid there's also like 
How many how many of these movies have you seen where it's like a woman who goes from a big city to a small town, mm-hmm. meets a guy that is like her complete opposite, and then they fall in love while yeah. discovering vice versa, you know, m- middle yeah. America and the spirit of Christmas? Sure. Yeah. You, you got to go from big city, you know, taking the train from the big city to the small town. Mm-hmm. You're a big city. And you're like partner. a go getter. You know, you're a yeah. go getter. You you're know? the only you, go getter. You're from. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're, you're a hustler. Yeah. And then and then you come down to the small town yeah. and you have to like acclimate to the it's literally much, it's like yeah. slower. Yeah. You're like, oh, yeah. And there's this guy that you just hate who's like nothing like your current boyfriend, you know, right. because your current boyfriend, he's got snazzy clothes. But this mm-hmm. guy, he wears a flannel. Yeah. You yeah. know, and he's not always on the phone. And he actually has like an interest <laughs> yeah. in what you're doing and like things that he remembers things that you say, uh-huh. which is big. You Maybe like at some point you like had a flat tire and he yeah. fixed it for you, dude. He didn't Ooh. even... He fixed it for you. What was crazy is he was on the way for his job and his he actually works for your dad. That's how, <laughs> yeah. that's how you guys know each other. Yeah. yeah. And it's so you met sad him earlier because... and you were trying to avoid him because you didn't get along immediately. Yeah. And now right. you're like forced to spend he, time with him. Well, it, they didn't get along immediately because she was bullied <laughs> in school because she was a little bit different. A little bit exactly. smarter, so people thought she was a nerd, and, he and she didn't want to come back to that same her. town because right. that's where all of her bullies were. You know, well, she, so she was she, like, "I'm gonna go make it in the big city." Right, and and really, what gave her that drive, and another reason why she didn't want to come back is because her her mother actually passed away uh, recently of a, a terrible disease, and, and her dad's just been lost at <laughs> yeah. work. And she, this is the one time she's coming back. She's not doing it for anyone else. She's doing it because she loves her dad. And yeah. uh, she's trying to help him try and, you know, learn what Christmas is And luckily, is you know, like, and, and it's and it's all weighing on her. And like mm-hmm. at, in the nick of time, her yeah. gay best friend comes to uh, visit her in well, yeah. the small town, you know, and well, it's like a breath of fresh air for her. And he lets her, re- he, he makes her realize that maybe this guy with the flannel shirt and the pickup truck, he's hot. He's not so bad. And he's pretty hot, girl. He's he's not bad. And the reason her gay best friend came with her is because, well, her partner was supposed to come with her originally, but they ended up getting busy with a work trip. So they weren't able, they weren't able to make it in time. So they're they're still going to, they're still going to come, they're still going to come, but they're going to, they're, they don't know if they're going to make it on time, but, but they might still make it. They might still make it. And then they do come at the end, but it's like so late. And and it's on Christmas. Yeah. It's got to be on Christmas, you know? It's it's on Christmas. Um, It gets spoiled for the flannel a little bit. There's some tension that comes up. Then eventually big boy finds out the the partner was cheating on her all along with someone else and like, you know, exposed. Well, and also, and, and it's like the most obvious thing for her is that like the love that she was looking for was right in front of her. The whole time. The whole time, man. And and it was yeah. it like comes full circle, right? Like she was trying to show her dad just you can't you can't just like dive into work. You can't just like mm-hmm. that can't be your escape. You know, you gotta be with family. When in fact And just like Schwarzenegger in this movie, you can't full just dive into work, man. No, you, you can't it's just just like all of those other movies. If you're a workaholic in the holidays. Well, you're going to you're about to learn something. You're about to learn the meaning of Christmas. And Christmas yeah. means buy me toys and let's 
buy toys for our families. Yeah, that's true. That's true. You know, you know we, which we is pretty much crushed believe... the whole movie, honestly, that I would have watched it. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was a good movie. I mean, movie. I'm pretty sure I have watched that movie like a like a dozen different times. If anyone listening um, wants to uh, make that movie for us, we'd be uh, happy to put it together for you. More than happy. You know, on um, I do have a trademark on flannel, though. So, Ooh, yeah, can't use that. Yeah. But uh, yeah. Um, we're also going to act in it. I'm going, um, so you just have to know. <laughs> That's yeah. part of the deal. Who, do you, who are you going to be, John? I kind of want to be the dad. Oh, cool. Yeah. Okay. I don't know if I, I want to be the gay the best dad, friend. Man. Damn it. That was my second pick. <laughs> All right. Well, if you're the, if you're the best friend. Yeah. Cause mm. no, cause you know why? Cause they're so well-dressed. True. Yeah. They always have like. I could do that. Yeah. I'd probably that's have not to, me so like i would yeah, really like i'd really like to that. at least pretend to be that could i be like the bartender in the, the hometown oh that's a yeah of course yeah. there's that Who's bartender like friend that yeah. they used to hang out a lot when they were i want to be the friend of the flannel guy because they need oh yeah yeah, yeah 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 it's like bro friend. yeah yeah mm-hmm. i want to be that friend that's just like i'm just I, imagining the flannel guy like getting up from behind the truck after he changed the tire and he's like a little he's like rub, he's like wiping his it. hands down you know oh yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. That scene's always there he's like wait should his best friend also be gay because then then we're both gay and then gay but like a lesbian like a woman you know oh okay I, because yeah. it would be funny if then also we our worlds collided, you know, as mm-hmm. best friends, you know, our love. Yeah. But that's dangerous. That could be toxic. Anyway, <laughs> jingle all the Like way. we said, at the end of the day, the most important thing is buying gifts for your family in that movie. You know, that's true. Yeah. If you um, didn't buy anyone a gift and you expect to show up to Christmas, John, leave. I need you to get me a gift this Christmas. Done. And it has to be. Turbo Man <laughs> with, with the five that. phrases. Yep. The discs that <laughs> and the jetpack and the discs and five different phrases that say Turbo Man. I'll do what I can. Can you get me that, John? Because uh, if you, you know what, John, what if you get about? me that. I already that. got it for you two weeks ago. Oh, my man. Don't worry about two it. I know it's sold out, but I already got it for two weeks ago. So it's nothing to sweat. Man. Oh, thank God. Yeah, uh, I've been great. listening to you probably say Turbo Man. Because, you know, it's, it's Christmas Eve. It's Christmas Eve, and they're, like, impossible to get right now. Oh, yeah, no problem. I'm just going to go to the office real quick. Jingle all the way, huh? You, you <laughs> kind of mentioned you mentioned earlier, which I now am understanding, about Harry Potter being a Christmas movie. This movie you have written down here, Chris Columbus actually produced this movie. It was part of the, the production of this movie and directed the most notable Harry Potter Christmas movie, The Sorcerer's Stone. So yes. I wonder if like he's just got a thing for the Christmas movie. I could see it, man. I mean, Chris Columbus, he 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 was a very prominent producer back then too, you know. Mm. And I kind of see uh, similarities in like tone. Like these are both family movies. Harry yeah. Potter is a pretty yeah. family movie, uh, and it, it, I think it was interesting to me seeing uh, Schwarzenegger in this role too. Yeah, yeah, I wonder if he was the for, first pick. He had to be the first pick for this. Right? I, yeah, I don't know. But, I mean, at this time, Schwarzenegger was doing some crazy movies, dude. This was 1996, so he had already done, like, Total Recall. He had already done, like, Terminators 1 and 2 at this right. point. He was, like, a huge action star. Um, 
So like seeing him in this role is actually pretty interesting. It's probably the only reason I enjoyed this movie as much as I did. Oh, interesting. Um, so like, uh, do you want to? Let's get into let's, it. Let's yeah, let's start. Let's break the movie down. Let's actually finally get into the movie after those incredibly long bits. Uh, <laughs> Who's what was your reaction, us? John? When you, like first going into this movie, had you already watched it before? Like, when's the last time you watched it? Too? It's been. I'm not gonna lie. It's been a while uh, since I've watched this movie, and I remember when I clicked play, I just I was like, "Man, have I seen this before?" And then as soon as I saw Turbo Man, I I, I knew exactly what I was getting into. Yeah. Uh, my first reactions, uh, when, as soon as I turned it on, I, you know, when we watched this, I watched this on Disney Plus, uh, so you can get it there if you have a subscription. Um, it's also on, on Hulu, by the way. Oh, on the um, Hulu's. Yeah, it's also on Hulu. So you can Disney Plus. Yeah. Um, when I saw it was an hour and thirty minutes, hour twenty eight minutes, I Ooh. was in. I was like, this is it. This mm. is what every holiday movie should be. And I am so, Absolutely. so I, it already let me, you know, I started off on a positive note. And then as soon as I saw the action, um, <laughs> I laughed, but those were my first. <laughs> I'm, I'm right there with you, but I'll tell you this. I haven't watched this movie in a very long time. So when I first sat down to watch it, everything felt very new to me. Obviously. Yeah. I remember Turbo Man. I remember the bright red with the lightning bolt, but I didn't remember that the first scene of the movie is a commercial, you know, I didn't remember that Anakin Skywalker is in this movie or uh, Jim Belushi, you know? So the whole thing was fairly uh, uh, new to me. I would say it was definitely very new to me. I remember Phil Hartman, obviously, and, and the classic Schwarzenegger uh, one liner in this movie, put the cookie down. (laughs) No, Pretty great. That whole bit with Phil Hartman is great. Um, but let's get let's let's start let's let's talk about the story. Let's yeah, break it mean, down, John. Let's get into it. You mentioned the commercial, so this movie sort of starts off. Uh, there's a little commercial, a really long commercial. If we're gonna be honest, yeah, and a very what appeared to be expensive commercial for an action figure. Uh, it looked we, like a like a Power Rangers episode. A little bit, you know. Yeah, I can see that, like Power Rangers Star Trekky episode. So we meet the mm-hmm. superhero Turbo Man. His sidekick Booster, which is this pink thing, uh, and the villain Dementor, and they're going through a battle. Turbo Man takes down the Dementor. Dementor thinks he's going to win with one of the worst catchphrases I've ever heard. Ta ta, Turbo Man. <laughs> <laughs> like they put no effort into that, and then the fact that at the end, but Zendet I think it's that, supposed to be so like no. a parody, you know. Sure. So it was. It was working for me. I'm like, sure. oh, I've seen this show. It's this is the dialogue yeah. for an episode of Power Rangers. And then we we zoom out of the TV and the Jake Lloyd, yeah, Anakin Skywalker, Jamie the son Langston Jamie Langston, yeah. and he's stoked on Turbo Man, baby. Oh, dude, it's the we hottest there, thing. Right? Mm-hmm. What was the toy like when you were a kid that you were just like could not stop talking about? Because clearly. This is not the first time Jamie's seen this movie. He's probably talked about it at nauseum, which is why his mom yeah. seems to roll her eyes every time he speaks. But uh, what was the the toy when you were a kid? Rita Wilson, man. She was the toy when you were a woefully kid? underutilized. Jesus. No, no, no. Rita Wilson, oh. the mom. 
woefully underutilized in this you movie. had a Rita Wilson uh, but holy moly <laughs> I wish man <laughs> I wish I had a Rita Wilson because I'll tell you this I'd be sleepless in Seattle if I did. Oh, I see what you did. <laughs> I wouldn't get. I wouldn't be getting a lot of sleep. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Gross. Anyways, I think the dude, the doll that comes to mind for me is Max Steel. Do you remember those? Mm, yeah, Max Steel. I do remember those. I don't think I ever had a Max. I just Steel. thought they were so. He had like a cool like motorcycle oh, no, thing mm-hmm. that he would ride on, you know, and like sure. he he wore like this armband that uh you would get accessories for you know like you'd get yeah. like a cool backpack or like different guns and stuff um so i understand yeah the commercialism of the 90s already you know oh, it was sure. like yeah there was a tv show but what the tv show was for is selling us these toys which yeah. is immediately what this movie is showing in the beginning yeah it goes from commercial straight into jake lloyd and i want Turbo man, he's like, I get it. <laughs> yeah, he does. I think mine was probably it was it was a Power Ranger for sure. So I mean, I I definitely got it. I don't know if I had Max Steel, maybe I did. So we meet Liz Lang. Did you have like a lot of toys, John, growing up? I had, toys I had a few action, like yeah, action so figures. Yeah, so I was an only child, so my only friends were sort of the mm-hmm. action figures I had, and uh, you know they would all have a backstory. I would uh, create these different types of uh, <laughs> contraptions that they would maneuver from. So a lot of the times with yarn or string, they would like swing through living room and, you know, Holy shit. You had like a whole Rube Goldberg machine for your toys. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, I also just sort of lived at home while also being an, an only child. So, you know, both of my parents were uh, running corporations. And so I stayed inside the manor with my Butler actually, who, uh, Oh, yeah, he he would help cook the the hot. Pockets. He was kind of like your dad, a little bit. He was like a yeah, father figure he was, team. He was a bit of, yeah, yeah. And he would help cook the hot mm-hmm. pockets for me, and it it's really sad. Like I remember one time, it was around the, it was definitely cold outside, probably around the holidays. We went to a play, and uh, some guy came up to us. He was clutching at my oh. pearls. Yeah, he just wanted her pearl, no. pearls. My dad was trying to stand up and just bang. I've never told you just remember them like bouncing on the ground and yeah, just scattering across the alleyway. You know, those famous Florida alleyways and and opera houses. Yeah, it was frightening. I I, never told anyone that, but yeah, I just, you know, after that, it must have been a uh, that must have been a very formative experience for you, I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, luckily, my dad that that drove a lot of of his money. Um, cool corporation, yeah, yeah, I sit on the board. Um, wow but you you know i'm like i don't let work define who i am if that makes sense i do like Uh i do a lot of stuff outside a lot of soul searching you know a little clanging so unlike arnold schwarzenegger then who that's a good point because uh we meet rita we meet rita wilson liz langston uh who's definitely keeping the house together and while she's doing that as you mentioned arnold schwarzenegger howard langston or Howard Langston, who is Arnold Schwarzenegger, is uh, just taking yeah. nonstop calls. It appears to be like a sales job <laughs> at like a factory John, or whatever. Did I ever tell you, John, that um, you're my favorite customer? <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking to you about the kid, man. <laughs> you're, you're my, my favorite, favorite customer. You're my favorite customer. You're my favorite Goodbye. customer. <laughs> you're my, you're my you? number one customer. <laughs> I like that they were like, hey, Arnold. We really need you to set up this character. He is a salesman. 
He is working uh -huh. in just blue collar manufacturing, worked up the grind, was an intern, now is running the joint. We need you to embrace that. We don't have too many lines, but we want you to run with it. He was like, all right, I got it. Mm -hmm. You're my favorite customer. I got it. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> You're my number one customer. Number one customer. <laughs> Yeah, my number one customer oh and then he says it to his wife and i was oh. like at that when he does that i was like oof nice <laughs> nice like writing wise i was like nice yeah. we're setting him up we yeah, know yeah. who this guy is already we know, you know? who this guy is uh, on top of him saying it to his wife his assistant many times is like yo you gotta make it to your son's karate class he's getting a uh -huh. little you know belt upgrade tonight like don't miss it and he of course says i'm not gonna miss it so we sort of get that set up too, where he's like empty promises galore. Yeah. Again, a trope we've already seen before. We've seen this trope a thousand times, but I will say I like the way it's being set up. Right. Yeah. So then Howard, uh, uh, Howard continues doing his job. We cut yeah. to you know, Jake Lloyd's at his school. He's doing the karate class and Phil Hartman yeah. is standing next to his wife, Rita Wilson, um, Phil Hartman's character is Ted Malton, and he seems like all of the moms want him, right? For some it's reason. like immediately yeah. set, the, the way that the movie sets up is like, oh, this guy is running through all of the women at this school. Yeah, like he is that guy. Yeah, he's the he's guy. the dad who, yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah. Do you go to do you go to like? <laughs> Do you hang out at like auditoriums with <laughs> for sure single dads and, and oh. moms? Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's a group chat. Is well, that why anymore. I saw you not coming anymore. out of your neighbor's house the other day holding a bunch of light bulbs? Like, are you changing their light bulbs and putting oh, up yeah, Christmas lights for them and everything? Definitely doing Dude. some screwing, I'll tell you that. All right. And yeah. he's not and like he, conventionally but, attractive. No, no, no. But he's got his eyes on Rita Wilson. You know, he he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. All these ladies nice. are fanning me, but I want me some Rita Wilson who has an absent husband. Mm. He's like, this is when I make my move. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so uh, we, uh, you know, we've pretty much met most of the characters for right now. Um, sort of in the in the first section, this this first part of the movie. What is what are kind of your thoughts? You sort of mentioned Howard. Rita, Jamie, Ted, what else like going into it? Are you excited by what's happening so far? Like, how are you feeling? I'm into it at this point just because, um, yeah, these are tropes, but I like the cast. Like yeah. I'm a huge Schwarzenegger fan, so I'm, I'm here for this. Um, and then he gets pulled over by the cop, you know, yeah. and, like somehow gets away from that. And we're just seeing short, like he's clearly just going to, it's going to be shenanigans galore. Oh, for sure. So I'm I'm excited. Uh, and Phil Hartman is just so freaking funny to me that, yeah, at this point I'm in. But nice. um, I think I think the movie gets way better when we are finally introduced to Myron. Yes. You know? Agreed. Agreed. When we meet so, Sinbad's character, Myron. Yes, I think so. This sort of first act, if we were going to look at it that way, sort of starts to wind down uh, after karate. Howie, as he's called in the movie, sort of knows that he he really messed up. You know, Liz lets him have yes. it. Yes. What's going on? 
and we get the know, scene where he's talking to his son and, and he makes the, the promises. Right. He's starting to make promises. And one of those promises is that he already got what Jamie wanted. Jamie wanted. And that was the Turbo Man doll with five voices and the five blasters yeah. and the life size, whatever. And there's no need to worry about uh-huh. it. That's where we end. <laughs> and then we get into... I, what did you think about his performance, John, in that scene with... Uh, with his son like how weird was it seeing arnold schwarzenegger in that scene it was very awkward and it it appeared to me that arnold had nothing to pull from uh like in terms of fatherly conversations he's ever experienced uh (laughs) so it was a bit choppy yeah it was a little shock i i can't watch I can't watch Arnold Schwarzenegger do anything without the biggest smile on my face. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, th- I just think he's so funny. He's like, oh, come on, Jamie. Let me make it up to you. Come on. What do you want <laughs> please, for Christmas? Ja- Jamie, please. please uh, hey. He's like, you weren't there for my karate for when I got my yellow. He's like, but I was there for the blue. <laughs> or was it the purple? <laughs> I don't remember. So we get into. This is so funny. We get into what I call the hunt for red Octurbo man. You like that? A little riff on uh, the hunt for nice. red October. Nice. The hunt for mm-hmm. red Octurbo man. Um, red and that Turbo is one, man. And that is when we meet Myron, uh, who I think saves the movie. And there's a lot of people who feel otherwise, but I think Myron sort of brings the movie together and keeps it moving. What do you think? I feel like Myron, I, I'm going to disagree with you because he doesn't feel like he, every time he shows up in the movie, he, it feels like he's pigeonholed in. Mm. Like they're just like throwing like you're telling me he's walking all over, over Minneapolis and they end up at the same diner. You know, they just kind of run into each other instead of it being an actual clash between the two. You know what I mean? That's, That's how I felt that was I felt that Myron was kind of shoehorned in. In the beginning, um, although yeah, Sinbad's clashed. performance is great. It's like a breath of yeah. fresh air in the movie. But well, I'm sorry, what were you saying? No, I definitely agree that he was a breath of fresh air. I think in the beginning, your point, uh, they do like they're continuing to go ahead, like they're following each other everywhere. But yes, eventually mm-hmm. you're just like, yo, how did you? This is before find my iPhone. This is before you know, <laughs> on Snapchat where you can see where your friends are. Like, you're right. Yeah. You're kind of breaking that for me right now. So I'm a little bummed. But well, that's what this is for, John. And I think this is in the while watching the movie when I figured out that this movie was more, it it was about more than what we were experiencing on the screen. And this is when, this is the moment I figured out that this maybe had an intention behind it. When Myron's, one of his first lines was, We're being set up by rich toy cartels. I went to Jupiter and mm-hmm. studied psychology for a semester. Trust me, Myron. And then I was like, huh, that seems. I was like, yo. Funny, guys. But like you're saying. Myron's here. woke. <laughs> <laughs> Too woke? Dude, they, you are being set up by rich toy cartels. Except it's like the rich toy companies. Right. Are setting are you guys up yeah. to buy these toys. Yeah. Yeah. I, I thought, yeah, I was like, whoa, Myron's that actually the guy me. talking sense in this movie. Yeah, and I remember thinking, and maybe I'm getting ahead of myself here, but because we're talking about Myron, um, at the end of the movie, obviously the 
the quote unquote good guy, Howard Arnold Schwarzenegger wins. Myron loses. And I, in that moment, I remember thinking, but wait a minute, they both want the same exact thing. And Myron and him have both done the same thing the whole time. Why is Myron the bad guy? I, I truly didn't believe Myron was a bad guy. The, Arnold Schwarzenegger was just as bad, if not worse than Myron in this movie. Mm-hmm. I, Howard Lanks is not a good dude. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And I'll tell you, Myron yeah. and Howard, they definitely don't look the same. Um, yeah. So after we meet Myron. And the cops dra- only drag one of them away. <laughs> that they did. That they did. Um, yeah. Yeah. Really slammed his head against. So the we meet Myron. Him. And then the B story is that Ted is right. trying to make moves on on uh arnold's wife yes rita wilson liz Liz, by just letting himself into her home yes bringing his (laughs) annoying ass kid over yeah 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 telling her to go take a shower and then being like oh do you want me to come up you know like go and check on her he's just clearly trying to make moves there's no good adult in this movie no. And uh, except for maybe the receptionist, but it's only because we see her tell Arnold Schwarzenegger to go to his kid's karate. Yeah. You know what I was waiting for, John? I was waiting for her to tell him that she bought the doll weeks ago. The assistant. Yeah. So she clearly. I was waiting for job. the assistant to be yeah. like, oh, I got yo, it. yeah. Oh, yeah. I already have the doll. I was waiting for the movie to get to the part where he's like. She calls him about something about maybe the doll and it's like, yeah, you told me to get that forever ago because your wife called you and you didn't answer the phone. You know, um, that would have been a good way. It seems like a missed opportunity for me. That would have been a good ending to the movie. Like or the day after would have been Christmas, like a, a, he gets a call yeah, from the or he could have gone, gotten it, you know, and then Myron steals it, you know, or something. And then it puts mm. them at odds a little bit more um than just yeah. kind of shoehorning him in yeah. just like i said just seems like a missed opportunity for me but uh yeah dude the scene so we're at I'm sorry to keep going off on tangents but at this point in the movie ted answers the phone while um liz is taking a shower because yeah. for some reason she heeds his suggestion yeah. um and Not he's making the orgasming yeah. sense <sighs> Did he you like that scene? Orgasming over these stale He's like, sounding mm, um. And then they're like, mm, I'm eating your wife's cookies. <laughs> Put the cookie like, down. No. <laughs> Probably one of the better lines in the movie. Yeah. So Ted Probably just the comes best off scene as in the movie for me. The weirdest guy of all time for me at this point. Just like, who's, who does that? Ted, clearly. Yeah, so and, and who who rents a, a reindeer for the neighborhood? Much, you know, the where do you even get a reindeer? And well, he told you in the movie. I don't remember though. And a reindeer that clearly hates Arnold Schwarzenegger, which we'll talk about in a minute. So once that <laughs> yeah. happens, uh, they finally Again, uh, another Schwarzenegger joke is right there too. I'm sorry. Uh, there's another Schwarzenegger joke there where he's like. Uh, it's like, oh, it's going to be icy tonight. Maybe you should put a chain around those tires. Yeah, He's like, maybe yeah. I should put the chain on you. <laughs> what? Nothing. 
Um, so we finally, after the Ted weird debacle, uh, get to my biggest question of the whole film from earlier. Uh, we find out that there's an extra Turbo Man doll, but the store is at the Mall of America. Why wouldn't you go there first? Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. So finally, they make their way to Mall of America. They they hear about the one last doll. The problem is they need them to get in an orderly line. They're going to be given a ticket and a bouncy ball. Is it a ticket or a bouncy ball? I think they're supposed to grab a bouncy ball, which would be their ticket to get the toy. Yeah, I think the bouncy balls have numbers on them. There you or go. Or something. And then that would be raffled. Right. So it's like, even if he got the ball, he wouldn't Not be guaranteed, guaranteed getting the doll. Yeah. So that was Whoa. it. So it starts a big mob for the bouncy balls. And this last bouncy ball is the bounciest ball of them all. And it makes its way mm-hmm. all around the mall into the child's area. Well, no, it's bouncing all the way around the mall, up and down an escalator, gets in an elevator, I think, at one point, then still bounces yeah. out. Uh, and then it ends up in a child's lap and the child has it takes ball it to the pit, child yeah. play area and then ends up in the ball pit where Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> chases his child through the child play area into the ball pit, looking for the balls, uh, not the kids balls. The and then he says, ball. and then he says the greatest line. I'm not the pervert. <laughs> Are you not? I was just pit? looking for a turbo mad dog. <laughs> I'm not, I want the ball, the kid. Give me the ball. She has my ball. I'm not a pervert. (laughs) And then, uh, rightfully so, he is beaten up by angry moms there uh, with their purses. Thank God, someone had to do it. Hilarious. One thing I wanted to do, and what I what I might do later, I wanted to look up how many times that ball bounces in that scene because it is moving. It's a lot. You think it's a CGI ball? I think they. I do think that change camera. They set it every time. And some guy is just, he's like, all right, and bounce it. And there's just a, we should go back in the credits and see if someone's credited as being ball bouncer. (laughs) Ball puppeteer. Yeah. (laughs) I just think it's so funny. Like this is these, these are the parts of the movies where I'm thinking like, oh man, this movie is just criticizing capitalism, consumerism. This part, or is it the part that's about to come? The part right before it, when everybody, well, no, before this, everybody dives for those balls. Yeah, they're yeah. all like fighting each other for the balls. Yeah, they're desperate. Before that, at the first store he goes to, a guy gets trampled. The owner, the the, the employee opens the door and they all just walk all over him. Yeah. The crazy. also one thing that goes to your point that we didn't mention at the Mall of America store, they doubled the price of the doll. Or they made it $300. Yeah, so, and they go, like supply and demand. Bitch, economics 101. Due to supply and demand. Uh-huh. So Howard, obviously not getting the ball in the Turbo Man doll there. A little bit down on his luck. And so he's walking through the mall. And uh, who is there to greet him but a mall Santa who calls him over. Our friend Jim Belushi uh, calls him over. And uh, this Santa has an... an an offer he cannot refuse. That was my terrible Marlon Brando. Did you like it? <laughs> yeah, it was pretty good. I'll give it to you. Oh, I was trying Jesus. to do it. Trying to... I'll make you an offer. Yeah, I don't know. I can't do you it. Looks like you have to poop really bad. You come here. Uh, you come here on the <laughs> night on the day of my daughter's wedding. So this Santa, uh, this was actually one of my favorite. I think this was my favorite part of the movie, honestly, because 
it is just such a smart and funny idea that this Santa runs a toy cartel with elves as henchmen. And it's just even better that the the whole idea of this mob is just, it's a mob of Santas. Like there's various Santas mm-hmm. in the organization that have different jobs. There's like Don, Santa Don. There's, we meet big ass, beefy Santa who comes in to fight Arnold. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Says the most like, <laughs> he hits him with a line <laughs> when they're about to fight the big ass Santa. And he, oh, well, so they start fighting because, you know, the, the Santa guarantees and Jim Belushi's like, yo, I'm going to get you a Turbo Man doll. Come through. They go to the workshop. Elves are working hard, sweat labor. And uh, they, uh, he tries to get in there and it ends up being a fake Turbo Man doll. Yeah. Uh, which, which he sold to him for $300. $300. Yeah. 300 bucks. So then uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. In, in 90s pissed. money. In 90s money. So that's like today, probably like two million. Um so <laughs> finally uh we get to this fight with big ass Santa and he looks at Arnold Schwarzenegger and he goes, I'm gonna deck your halls. And I just remember yeah. I that I was like, oh, <laughs> what kind of fight is uh, about to break out? <laughs> yeah. So Schwarzenegger should have been like, is that a threat or a promise? (laughs) (laughs) Then we meet our cop buddy again. Bust the Santa cartel. Yeah. (laughs) This is the that is the busiest cop ever. And also the this is the longest day. (laughs) This all happens in one day. Long day. And as you mentioned, definitely pre any kind of pre 9-11. So it's like pre-militarized cops yeah and arnold schwarzenegger clearly like fakes being a cop and they're just like all right cool whatever (laughs) (laughs) shit i almost forgot about that i laughed so hard at that scene because i was like (laughs) they believed that guy (laughs) you know arnold schwarzenegger chameleon yeah actor uh, (laughs) the best actor ever you just convince those cops could have totally broken it down so i'm gonna tell you a supervisor I'm gone. Do you want me to tell the supervisor, Greg? They could have honestly hit him with anything when he's like, I'm detective. They could have been like, detective or what? Uh, (laughs) I don't know. Turbo Man. (laughs) So great. But that scene is so fun, you know? It is. It just all of a sudden becomes like a crazy romp with him fighting a dozen uh, different Santas. And there's like... uh, like elves too there's little people yeah. running around yeah. thing is crazy it just looks crazy wow wow um, out there so eventually yeah yeah and it probably is another comment on oh. consumerism that there's like a black market for this yes. kind of stuff too a thousand percent that people are willing to pay more to get less so uh-huh. eventually after that howard and myron somehow meet back up again after this ridiculous thing in a uh, in a diner where they're a little bit down on their luck they're sort of just like you know we we weren't able to make our kids happy and this is a little bit where you get to you hear myron's sort of sob story a little bit of how yeah. as well where you know myron when he was you a get kid the character yeah he did he wanted this toy his dad was never never got it for him and he was a little bummed by it and so they're sort of reminiscing and like man, we, we can't <laughs> let this happen to our kids, you know? 
And it's just like, dude, if that's yeah. one thing that sat with you from childhood, then why? Dude, like, and then the guy goes, uh, this, the, the, yeah, exactly. It's you just, clearly wouldn't be. Yeah. But when he says, uh, he says a line in that monologue where he goes, and now that guy's a millionaire. So, oh. yeah. The guy <laughs> really, the like, toy. as if ha- getting that toy had something to do with that guy becoming a millionaire, you know? But yeah, exactly. and then out of nowhere, a radio contest comes on over the airwaves a chance to win a turbo man doll if you're the first person to call in with right? knowing all of so, the reindeer you had to know all <laughs> and howard is like uh one two three four, five, six. okay yep i'm good <laughs> yeah and so then the for some reason the the guy who's working at the diner tells them guys the radio station's two blocks down the street. Well, he tells them you that know? because they get in a fight on the phone and then uh, Myron pulls a yeah. on the phone. So, so yeah, they end yeah. up at the, at the radio station and they just run into a radio station unabetted, just go past through security, get into the sort of recording yeah. studio, scare the hell out of the DJ. Uh, I actually love that scene. Yeah. Where they're like talking to the DJ. It's so funny. I kept waiting for them to like cut to some random guy in his car listening to the whole thing. <laughs> that would have been good. Or uh, also like they're like talking and the, the, the DJ is like explaining like, look, like there's no doll here. Like we have the gift card for a hundred dollars. And then he's just like, hey, hold on. And uh, we're back with a little chestnuts roasting on an open <laughs> fire for all of you at home. Stay toasty. Yeah, we'll be back. Hey, asshole! Let's <laughs> just like keep going. Get out of here! Good. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, yeah, that would have been funny. That was funny too. He's like, "Did you call the cops?" He goes, "Kinda." <laughs> <laughs> Kinda. Also, eventually the cops come, right? And then Myron is like, "I have." uh like an explosive where was this the first time he had the explosive from the mail or was there a time before i think there was a time before this, no right no this is the first time oh no there was no a time this is before. the first time because he has the fake one first no he's got the fake one while they're in the uh in the thing and he just justifies it by saying well you know there's everybody there's however many explosives in the mail yeah. every day where was that, i'm like though? He just says it, he, and he's bluffing. And yeah, then yeah. it happens so that the next one is real. Yeah, but where was the first one? Can't oh, he, he just has them in his bag. He's just carrying oh. around people's mail. Oh, oh, oh. hmm Okay. I thought he threatened people. He threatens the cops directly afterwards. Afterwards. But I thought he was also threatening people beforehand, but I guess not. No. Yeah, no, yeah. but he did assault that woman while they were waiting. Sure. Do you remember, like, when yeah. they're waiting in line, he just grabs that woman, and then he goes, oh, nice hat. I'm like, what the fuck, dude? What was America like in 1996? This is crazy. Yeah, also, for everybody to be scared of there being bombs in their mail, it reminds me, like, oh, yeah, like, when I was a kid, the Unabomber, pe- man. people were scared of, like, anthrax and, like, yeah, bombs in the mail, like, and then 9-11 happened, and everything went, was fucking crazy, so... <laughs> So the cops, times. the cops come in droves and uh, Myron, as aforementioned uh, previously mm-hmm. in the movie, I guess that's what aforementioned means uh, in the movie that he has packages that are sometimes bombs happens all the time. One in whatever packages is a bomb. So he says that he has one right here. Uh, 
again in front of all the cops. Howard some somehow flees away, gets away. Just uh, runs away. Just runs away out of nowhere. No one's like, hey, stop that guy. Um, also, the cops show up to intruders, right? Violent intruders sure. with no, no gear on. They're no. just wearing like their polos and it's crazy. It's yeah. crazy to see cops portrayed like this. <laughs> yeah. And but so, yeah, so and they're Myron all dumb. Also they get the yeah, because Myron tricks them and then it blows up. And that's the shot of Arnold Schwarzenegger outside the building and you hear the boom. Yeah. I was like, whole wait, did they kill those cops? And then it comes back to them and it's like, like you said, like a cartoon. Yeah. Which is crazy. I, I was just like, man, am I? Maybe I'm just like phase. I'm like have that modern mentality of like, I don't know. That would have been a wild turn for this movie. To just <laughs> That's like... legit. I was like, I cannot believe the bomb was re. I couldn't believe it. I was expecting them to be like charred. And that's how they just got rid of the cops in this movie. But like now they're all going to jail. <laughs> Everybody is going to jail. Dead be dad. Dead cops. <laughs> <laughs> like... Dead be dad. Dead yeah. cops. <laughs> dead to rights, man. That should have been jingle all the way. Yeah, dead dude. to rights. So jingle all point, the way to jail. You are going to jail. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so at, at this point, Howard is desperate because he still doesn't have the defeated. Just absolutely. Mm-hmm. He, he thinks he's probably killed some people at this point or he doesn't care. And uh, yeah. So he goes home. This was heavily foreshadowed too. Maybe not heavily. But when Phil said, oh, I've got mine weeks ago. Yeah. It's right there underneath our tree. I was yeah. like, oh, shit, he's going for it. Yeah. yeah. You know? So because I don't know, remember any of this movie. Really? I, I, I remember I remembered a bit any of this, of this part. stuff. I remembered a bit of this part. So he sort of he sees Howard in his house. He's just pissed. He's like, all right, well, I'm going to freaking steal this toy from under the tree then. So he goes over to you're going to steal my wife. I'll, I'll steal, steal your, your toy. King Turbo, man. So he goes over uh-huh. and uh, thankfully he's able to break the the lock to Ted's house for uh-huh. uh, with a credit card. Yeah. Visa, the official credit card of breaking locks. <laughs> they must have been really happy about that product placement. <laughs> so Howard gets the gift. <laughs> he's ready to go. And he's like, as he's walking out, he's like, what the hell am I doing? Like, what is what is even going on? Is this really what Christmas is about? He's starting to think about all of this, but doesn't have too much time. Because that reindeer that effing hates this guy in the house mm-hmm. comes at him, just pushes him right into the house. Yeah, comes attacks him. him, dude. Oh my god! You just reminded me of what happens after this. This is the <laughs> what the battle when he just him won, and the reindeer when he just when he sucked. one punch KOs the good, <laughs> and they even gave. <laughs> They give the reindeer the slow-mo, like, yeah. <laughs> How do you think PETA felt about that? You think they had, they're going to retroactively go back on this one? Check the logs? Uh, man, yeah. How do you think they feel about Because it looked like a real reindeer. No, this is reindeer. a real question. We'll get to the reindeer in a sec, because not only did he get punched in the face, he was drinking beer. I think PETA should have an issue with that. But what do you he think? was feeding him a lot of beer. Yeah. What the hell was that about? <laughs> yeah. Do you think he's like have another one with reindeer in general? The way they're treated by Santa, essentially just like I mean, slaves of mm-hmm. delivering gifts. You know, 
Is that how we really? And they have to hit animals? every single household. Like that's exhausting for a reindeer. Also, right? imagine the ones that made Actually. fun of Rudolph. How do we feel about that? You know, I think Peter's got some work uh, laid out for him. This holiday. Santa didn't do shit about it though. No, he didn't. No, why didn't he do anything about him being bullied? He's in on it. He's an accomplice. Anyway, <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, it wasn't until he saw uh, uh, Rudolph's worth that Santa gave a fuck about Rudolph. Yeah. I don't think that's how we should be treating animals. I'm not about that here either. So Howard save the reindeer. Howard one punches the hell out of this reindeer, feeds it beer, uh, and is like, "What the hell am I doing?" Oh, because he one punch hits the reindeer because right before that he gets to a fight with his wife because they catch him stealing the gift. Right, he gets caught mm-hmm. because the there's a fire that started inside the house and there are carolers outside and they all see him once the fire starts and you know what you should do with things that are on fire john you should kick them out the the shit out of them (laughs) yeah so howard's pretty much done at this point and he's like man i have nothing i don't know what to do and then he's like oh wait so i didn't get the gift that was the one thing that everyone wanted me to get. But there was this one other thing that they wanted from me. Really low bar. Two things from you. Whole holiday season. The gift and then we need you to go to the parade. All right. Howard, light bulb goes off. I should go to the parade. This is when we get into the good part here. Howard uh, makes it to the parade. Taxi gets cut off because, you know, it's a parade. So traffic is bad. So he's like, F this. I'm going to run. He somehow, the impeccable timing of Howard to be in the places where other people of interest are is insane. So he's running mm-hmm. towards the It's parade. crazy. He sees Ted making moves on his wife, Liz, and he's like, F that. So he starts running. He's like, I got to find Jamie. Also, John, yeah. um, did, you, did you notice Ted's parking job at that point? I didn't, no. Let's talk about Ted. And oh, Liz dude, I... The scene the scene starts with them driving there together, right? Yeah. Uh, they let the kid go hang out with his friend who we don't see. The kids are just like, oh, look, we see our friend Owen and his dad. Yeah. And then they just run out of the car and then they're not with anybody. But anyways, uh, Ted and Liz are left alone and Ted pulls into a parking space where the lines are diagonal and he just pulls in straight, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I was Hell like... Yeah. What the fuck is he doing? Dude, <laughs> I, Ted, that's like that. on that's brand for Ted. And you're like, what a horrible parking job, you son of a bitch. That's honestly on brand for Ted. I think that was intentional. He's a man who takes what he wants. If the lines are, it's not, the lines are wrong. That's a good point. He parked where he wanted to park, mm-hmm. man. He got it done. Speaking of parking where he wanted to park, yeah. he wanted to park one right in uh, Liz, you know what I'm saying, in the car, but <laughs> didn't go as planned. Here, have some non-alcoholic eggnog. <laughs> Sounded just like it. That was insane. Dude, that part's so funny. And then, you know, she's a badass. So she's like, get that eggnog out of my face. That was not as accurate. <laughs> that was uh, Nacho Libre. That was oh, Nacho yeah. Libre smacking uh, the corn out of him. So, yeah. And then Ted, you know, Ted has been defeated. He's, uh, he's the dumb. only thing they gave Rita Wilson to do in this movie was the scene. Yeah, she was just kind of only hanging out in the background. Her. Yeah, she chose not to be <laughs> taken advantage of. <laughs> yeah, what another a, what high a bar. Thanks, movie. Yeah, another high <laughs> bar. 
women everywhere. Thanks for all of the female representation scene. in this movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like mm-hmm. to think that they did. That movie made me audibly say, "You go, girl." <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Stood up in the theater and fist bump. The guy who wrote that was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna give women one here for sure." Uh huh. He's like, "Watch this. Watch this right here. <laughs> Watch this. Women magic. everywhere." Yeah. And then he uh-huh. he was in uh-huh. his little chair, right? And he's like, <clears throat> and he swung around to the like, you know, the scoreboard they keep of men and women, right? And he went over and, and he gave his knuckles first. Yeah, he was like, <clears throat> you know, who who's got the sharpie? Who's got the sharpie? Yeah. He went over to the board and he, you know, he he gave a tally for women, and then you just like zoom out, right? And there's just one tally mark for women, and then eight <laughs> million for men <laughs> for a Schwarzenegger. <laughs> yeah, and he's just like hell yeah, we did it. We're on the board. <laughs> <laughs> we we yeah. He started using we statements at that point. Like yeah yeah because yeah. he's ally. an ally. He's an yeah, ally. I'm an so. ally, dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Taking advantage of no way. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Do you think that like, yeah? He was like, man, how am I gonna get rid of Ted? Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> oh, maybe I should give uh, Liz some agency. Yeah. What a, what a thought. Yeah, but it's so hard though, because like Ted, he's like yeah. just misunderstood, you know, like. He's just like had so, a bad marriage beforehand <laughs> and like he's just out expressing himself, you know? Like you can't uh-huh. even be mad about that. You know, honestly, for Liz no, to dude. shut him down is like impeding on Ted for like getting what he wants, you know? <laughs> yeah. What about men, dude? Yeah. When are we like, gonna start caring about men? Yeah, what about Ted? <laughs> <laughs> what about Ted? What about men? Yeah. Uh, it's not fair. All right. So <laughs> Howard sees this. He turns around. He leaves. You know. That and then is. Liz uh, denies Ted. Uh, but Howard unfortunately runs into his arch nemesis, his true arch nemesis of this film, the cop. Mm. Yes. <laughs> so he has to run away, right. um, and he backs into just like a built. Like he somehow backs into a like backstaging area somewhere. And nobody lets him say a word. He just gets put into the suit. Like he tries to say, they don't even let him get a word in. They're just like, oh, you're the guy? Okay, here, put this on. Hey, by the way, I got all this stuff to tell you. So blah, 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 (laughs) blah. We're ready. Send them out. You know, it's not just we have a bunch of stuff to tell you. It's like, by the way, this suit didn't work. The other guy almost died. Uh, Just don't push this button and you'll be all right. And and he still almost dies. It's in the he suit. probably should have died. I, I wish we had had a part in that scene when he starts because uh, after this, uh, Howard gets pushed onto a float and is paraded down the parade, uh, just waving at the crowd like a like does. a child, like yeah. with both hands. Hello, <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger is so funny in that yeah. scene. <laughs> He's just waving at all the kids. Um, and then he said that he gets to pick a child to uh, give a turbo man to, right? And, and luckily, he sees his son. The float stops right in front of his son. Yeah, exactly. And so he's like, mm-hmm. Jamie, Jamie. <laughs> and somehow, Jamie. No, his kid nor his wife can at this point figure out that that is Howard because that wasn't a giveaway. He sounds, yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Because, you know, like there's probably a lot of people in Minneapolis with that heavy Austrian accent yeah, um, and that are I'm also that. six, five, 200 mm-hmm. pounds ripped. Mm. So he brings Jamie onto the parade float and he gives him the turbo man. And uh, in the nick of time, Myron shows up and he has just disposed of the other man who was dressed as Dementor mm. and stolen his suit. Yes. And boy, is he in character. Oh, he is <laughs> all about it. He's great. But you got to sell it. Sinbad is great in this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they have a pretty sweet battle scene here or fight scene, I should say. And Sinbad does get the line in Ta-ta, Turbo Man. And he hits him with one. That, Love was, it. that, that brought it full circle. For how me. did he how did he know to do that? How did they know how to do anything when they got like he yeah. was flying a jetpack with ease? And not but to at mention, first he was struggling. Yeah, he was. He was getting he was getting messed up early. But there was that point where he he gets in the jetpack to save Jamie from falling and somehow catches him and is still flying the jetpack. And then they go to what appears to be almost space. I want to say, like, he probably waved at Michael Strahan while they were on Blue Origin on their way up there. Like, (laughs) and then they they came back down and like there was no problems at all. It was wild. There was, was so much yeah. dialogue about this suit going to kill you. And he, he just did it with ease. It was, it was crazy. There was no like learning. Jamie's falling. Af- Jamie's, you know, like worst case scenario, he falls maybe three stories. Breaks worst a couple case legs, scenario, breaks a rib, he dies. <laughs> breaks a couple legs. Yeah. <laughs> breaks a rib. No, he's, he's a kid. They're like made of goo. No, he turns a tiny young, you know, like. Nah, dude, they can, like, bounce off their heads. They're fine. They're fine until, like, they hit puberty, and then they can start, like, you know, then there's problems. Um, you know, worst-case scenario, he falls a few stories, breaks a couple ribs, break, breaks an arm or two, and then, but but God forbid. So Schwarzenegger decides to use his death trap machine to catch the kid, and now the kid's in space. Yeah. Like, that's, he's in even more mortal danger the kid is in peril like it shouldn't all be laughs like you didn't know how to fly that thing two seconds ago but it's fine we get some solid cgi of schwarzenegger in like lying on a green screen (laughs) (laughs) with some with some helicopter and drone shots comped behind him it's pretty great it was amazing it's pretty great Uh, the fight finally ends schwarzenegger reveals that he in fact howard is turbo man and everyone is shocked uh jamie included cannot believe his dad is turbo man this is the best day ever his entire life myron is being yanked away by the cops as you mentioned before and jamie sees this and he's like you know what you know what christmas is about when your dad is turbo man it doesn't matter and he gives Myron mm-hmm. the doll so that he can give it to his kid. How amazing. Yeah, because like I said earlier, Myron did nothing wrong. No. Except, except well, you know, fake bomb threat and... Uh, fake bomb threat. Um, that turned out somehow to be real. I'm like, how are they going to yeah. deal with that in court, dude? Also, you're not going to give your kid that present. You're going to be in jail tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow <laughs> you're not yeah. even going to see your kid now. Yeah. But Arnold Schwarzenegger but yeah, gets know. away with it, it because he's Turbo Man. 
and white probably uh, um yeah i guess yeah <laughs> the the i every time i see one of these movies and they introduce cops you know and and they decide to like and it's still fanciful you know like goofy silly when i think about writing a movie like this cops are the last thing i want to be in it because then you know your movie becomes a legal drama <laughs> then your movie's no longer it makes no sense anymore like you've you've, you've introduced stakes that are going to pull anybody out uh and be like well you can't you can't just walk away from a cop like they're gonna go find your ass you're, you're fucked like the 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 forgotten post credit scene here is Jamie talking to his I mean is Howard talking to Jamie from one of those like clear uh, booths you know when you go to make like visits and he's just like wow dad I can't believe that you're turbo man and he's like yeah I hope it stands in court <laughs> hey Liz did you hire that attorney for me. <laughs> Dun, How's dun. it looking? Well, it's it's not looking good, Howard. Did you tell him that he's my number one customer? <laughs> and then, <it> just <laughs> and then you get dun dun. Oh, uh, yeah, and now it's Law and Order. Yeah, for those of you that um, didn't get that, that was uh, Law and Order. So the wrap up. I mean this this movie was a whirlwind for me in a good way. I think in the in a way that if it was any longer, it wouldn't have worked. I think the movie works because mm-hmm. it's moving so fast that you forget how silly it is. Honestly. The fact that new things are happening and crazy things are happening all the time. You're like, all right, cool. Sure. Whatever. I'm, I'm, I'm in the biggest thing for me though, was I couldn't get behind or just really root for you mentioned earlier. Like there are no good adults in this movie. I think Jamie is kind of annoying as a kid. Like I don't really care about him. (laughs) And I like, we (laughs) joked about it. Like Rita, uh, Liz, like, like she just seemed such a stereotypical, like, She's just going to get taken advantage of her deadbeat husband by this weird ass neighbor next door. (laughs) And like the biggest one was definitely the two deadbeat dads, Myron and uh, and Howard. It seems so simple. Like your kids have one ask for you. It's to get them this gift. And whether or not you want to believe in consumerism or like that, this is just the TV making you pay a bunch of money. Your kid wants Mm -hmm. one thing the whole year. And you can't even like get True. that right. Like you don't show up to karate. You don't show up to school. Like you don't show up to parades, but like the one thing the kid wants and you can't even get that done. And you can't just do one thing at the end and then be called the hero and everyone forget about that, which is what. No, I no, exactly. What the movie doesn't do is that like they didn't take this unlikable character and then have him go through a bunch of trials that make him question himself, learn a lesson. And then like, you know, become more realized as a character in fact like, it did everything opposite. that it made it worse because yeah. now he'll probably just be yeah. like oh well it worked out last time i'll just do it again everything that he went through in this film just exacerbated all of the bad qualities of his trope the movie didn't never did him any favors which is probably fine because i think the movie's actually a satire of like consumerism and like the consequences of materialism during the holidays which kind of makes me like the movie a little bit more but it doesn't really you know flesh all of that out either if it really wanted to be like that it probably could have made more of a point to do so first of all this movie just i rolled right through it you know what i mean an hour and a half nice quick easy fun 
and it, I hadn't seen it in years. So I felt like it felt new. I was invested. I love Schwarzenegger whenever he's on screen. But like you, John, like I can't get behind these characters um, because they're all tropes. None of them are very deep. You know, it's because this movie is more of a slapstick satire. It's based on the movie trope we've talked about already. Like dad's too busy to hang out with his son. He makes promises he can't keep. And it's Christmas. So it's finally his chance at redemption. But Schwarzenegger never does anything to deserve that redemption that he gets in the end. So it feels forced. You know, he just falls ass backwards into uh, into the Turbo Man suit. He doesn't like do anything. <laughs> so the drive for toys makes these characters like put everything else aside, including to our homeboy, Dominic Toretto's chagrin, I'm sure, family. You know, on Christmas Eve, our protagonist chooses to chase a piece of plastic instead of the obvious answer answer, which is probably just go spend time with your son. Why didn't he immediately just try to go hang out with his son? You know, because the true meaning meaning of Christmas in my eyes is you spend time with your family. It's a time to get together. You know, you put all your differences aside, you get each other gifts. The gifts have been taken over by corporatism at this point. So my son wants the uh, uh, latest Turbo Man costume, but it's like, it's at the end of the day, it's fleeting. What he really wants is to spend time with his dad. You know what I mean? Like the movie's a fun romp, but I think overall it doesn't really do much to make us, you know, connect with these characters. I think it, it, I mean, the movie's just about commercialism, capitalism, consumerism. I mean, it starts with a commercial. Overall, I think it's fun. It's fine. I enjoyed it. I mean, it's not deep. It's not trying to tell us anything new. Yeah, it's a fun holiday movie. Just, let's let's transition to a little bit of the critic review here. The first critic review we have right here. Um, and I went back as far the, as the uh, critic reviews would go on the Rotten Tomatoes, so that most of them are from the year 2000, um, which is a thousand years before the year 3000. Um, not much has really changed I, from what I understand then, uh, but we'll all probably live underwater. Uh, one thing I did learn, and it's just that your great, great, great granddaughter, she, she's doing fine. Don't worry about her. Um, oh, cool. Yeah, don't worry about it. Yeah, this one's from USA Today. Uh, two and a half out of four stars. Uh, and the review is, here's Arnie, of all people, playing a bedraggled suburbanite and his perversely amusing casting boosts a crass, sometimes nasty, and finally funny celebration of holiday mass merchandising and greed, which is pretty much what you said. Yeah, it's like way more succinct way of putting it. Mine was kind of me just talking in circles, but should we really be celebrating all this? Why not? I don't know. It's It's up to you. It's It's up to you, America. Here's another one. This is the first one I've ever seen. Had to include it. It's just... I can't believe anyone did this. Uh, left it a zero out of five. So this person is <laughs> like, I've never seen a zero. There's no redeemable wow. quality in this movie. Not even a 0.5. Nothing. They gave Where is this from? The Austin Chronicle. It is also wow. early on. And, it, and their review was simply this. Even the Grinch wouldn't like this one. Hmm. Wow. Inside. That's crazy. Have you ever left a zero star review on anything? No, because at least you got the service, right? Right. Yeah. I mean, you went to a movie. You know? Terrible. Yeah, you saw a movie, so. 
And then here is something the all famous uh, Roger Ebert review. Um, for those that that know, he is from the Chicago Sun Times. I liked a lot of this movie, which is genial and has a lot of energy. But I was sort of depressed by its relentlessly materialistic view of Christmas and by the choice to mm. go with action and parentheses mild violence over dialogue and plot. Gave it two and a half out of four. I like. I, I mean, I think that's a good review, actually. I mean, it, it is fun. It has it, and it is energetic. You know, like the hour and a half flies by. But I, I disagree with him. I actually liked it more because of its relentlessly materialistic view of Christmas. <laughs> there wasn't a point where you're like, uh, all right, I get it. The only time I felt that during this movie was when the ball was bouncing. Mm. I was like, okay, this is going on a little bit too yeah. long. I mean, yeah, there's no, there's barely any plot. There's barely any plot in this movie for sure. There's, um, there's no real, there's no real through line. Uh, and the funniest bit of dialogue in this film in my opinion, is uh, Phil Hartman and Arnold Schwarzenegger talking on the phone, and in the DJ and the DJ booth with Myron and the yeah. the DJ. So the audience gave this thirty eight percent overall. So this first one here gave it three stars, right in the middle. I don't think it is a grand picture, not even a good one, just okay. But it is way better than films that are considered better, <laughs> like Twilight. And Titanic, read my review if you're bedazzled about that one, etc. It it is fun. It is funny. In it, surprisingly better than usual. I expected much less than I got. So what do you think? Is this one worse than Twilight or better? I mean, it felt a lot easier to get through than this person says it's way better than films considered to be better like Twilight or Titanic. I rather watch this movie than any Twilight movie. What about Titanic? Honestly, I rather watch this movie than Titanic too. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this person uh, one and a half stars. Happy birthday, Jesus! I hope you like crap. <laughs> I think that's the real message that we miss around this time is like Christmas is not for us, you know? It's Jesus' yeah. birthday. Like act act a little better. You know, that's what you should yeah. say. And for anyone listening, you know, you're, you're at the Christmas table. If you celebrate Christmas, you're at the holiday table, like you're celebrating the holidays, whatever. And you have a, a crazy, everyone's got that crazy uncle or that crazy family member that just spews wildness out into the air. Say like, hey, mm-hmm. why don't you act right right now? This ain't about you. Okay. This ain't about you. Damn and then right. when your aunt or your grandma or your mom looks at you for saying something like that at the table, you say, hey, hey, it's Jesus's birthday. So I'll take it down a little bit. All right. All right. It's Jesus's birthday. Saying about you, mom. Saying about it. You say the same, same thing. Anyone. This next one here, three stars. Arnold's unique acting actually makes this movie more funny than it is and saves it from mediocrity. Unique acting. 100%. Is that another word for bad acting? This other one, three stars. One of my ultimate guilty pleasures. It's not a film that I will point to and say, what a truly great film. But it is one that always brings me back. Back to what? I'm not sure. This is as good as it gets when it comes to (laughs) unintentional comedy and a movie I always watch around Christmas time just to find new things to point and laugh at. Wow. Yeah, I agree. I'm with him. 
Uh, I don't know about the unintentional comedy. I think this movie is an intentional comedy. Can you imagine uh, putting at the screening that this guy he, thought he created this like masterpiece about commercialism yeah, it, and, and all of that? He's like Tommy Wiseau. Yeah, everyone's <laughs> laughing. Stop. Yeah, put the cookie down <laughs> now. <laughs> all right, this last one here, I think sums it up pretty well. It's also a three star review. One of the most oddly entertaining Christmas movies ever made. The probably not intended satire about the intense commercialism, commercialization of Christmas and deadbeat parents by buying their way into their children's hearts mixed with Arnold Schwarzenegger fathering a boy whose name he can't pronounce. Jamie, I love you. And this person <laughs> in, intends to spell Jamie C H A Y M E E E, Jamie. What I think is uh, interesting is that like a lot of these reviewers say things like probably not intended, unintent. The word for that, by the way, is unintentional um, oh. satires. But I think it was a hundred percent intentional. No doubt ridiculing that kind of part of commercialism you know what i mean that doesn't make the movie any better though so john we've heard the audience now we've heard the critics yeah we've said more than our two cents yeah maybe close to five or even ten cents i'm just gonna wrap Um, this one up so yeah yeah let me know what you think Uh, um i'm gonna give it our real critic review right here so turbo man had five discs oh i just i just uh i just got what you did there like wrap it up Put a bow on it like a, like a gift. Like a little gift. Slip it under the tree. <laughs> stuff it in your stocking. Um, Listen, John, I don't want it unless it's a Turbo Man action figure. Okay? You got it. So uh, out of the five discs that Turbo Man shoots out of his arm, I'm giving this one uh, one and a half. One and a half discs. You know? I think that's solid. Like, I'll yeah. watch it. Sort of next time i won't i won't mm-hmm. pay as much attention but it's not bad i'll get through it i'm with you i i mean this isn't a movie that uh i can see myself turning back on next year you know maybe if i want some schwarzenegger in my holidays which is fine but this holiday for me is only about one macho man oh, yeah. and his name is john McClane. Oh. so I'm going to pass on this one too, John. I'm going to give this one a one and a half as well. That sounds good to me. One and a half Turbo Men discs out of five. Wow. <laughs> so that means we uh, we started with the critics, the audience. This one's tough. It sounds like the critics and the audience, you know, the aggregate scores might be 20% off, but does it, it didn't sound to me like a lot of people really enjoyed this movie. Yeah, I know. Um, it's tough to... Might be a stalemate. I think that's exactly what this movie is, John. You know, just like Rita Wilson, Liz's Cookies. There's it's it's a stale movie. Um, so you guys, let me know what you think. Are we even close? Let us know on our Discord and our social channels at EARC Pod. And while you're there, give us a little follow. Mm. If you haven't already caught our other episodes, wherever you get your podcasts, we're out there. Go listen to them. We're actually wherever you get your podcasts now i'm talking apple apple podcasts yeah. i'm talking spotify I heard maybe even stitcher i'm not sure about that. amazon we're definitely yeah we're on amazon are yeah. we are we on amazon mm-hmm. google just look it up yeah. google it yeah but you know what john 
in two weeks, it'll be a whole new year. It'll be 2022. That will be. And we'll have a loaded podcast for you guys. That's right. We're going to have a whole loaded podcast for you guys. I don't know what I'm doing here. I like it. <laughs> In two weeks, we're going to be uh, releasing our Ghostbusters Afterlife podcast with yeah, our yeah. very first guest. Yeah, we're going to have yeah. a guest on that. Very special guest, special guy um, to John and I. Uh, a couple fun oh. surprises along with that one, you know. Uh, today, we chose the critics as the winners. We actually kind of said yeah, it's a little bit of both. Yeah. Um, kind of a stalemate. But remember, it doesn't really matter because at the end of the day, Everyone's a real critic. A real critic. John? Real critic. Happy holidays, my friend. Happy holidays to you. You're my number one customer. You're my number one customer. (laughs) You're my number one customer. To anyone listening, you're my number one customer. (laughs) Man, I should really get into Arnold Schwarzenegger impressions.